Sketch 11 of Chinese Diamonds for the King of Kings. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bethesda Lilly. Chinese Diamonds for the King of Kings by Rosalind Goforth. Sketch 11. Links in a Living Chain. A poor suffering woman lay in the ward of the women's hospital at Changti. She had been there for over a month. Had she come earlier, her life might have been saved. But ignorance and fear had kept her back till the terror of death drove her to the mission hospital. As the missionary doctor entered with her assistance, the woman's face brightened up with a glad welcome smile. How much have you learnt today? said the doctor, bending over her kindly. Oh, doctor, I'm so stupid, and the pain is so bad I can't learn like the others. But, oh, doctor, I have learnt this. And as she spoke, she drew out from under the coverlet a sheet of paper on which was printed in large Chinese characters the hymn, Jesus Loves Me. And as she crooned over slowly the four verses, making some slips, the doctor listened patiently, correcting when needed. Then, with a few tender words, she passed on through the wards. Not many days later, Mrs. Chang, the sick woman, had to be told nothing more could be done for her, but she must return home to die. The long journey home, over rough stony roads, was borne with amazing fortitude. For had not her life been one long lesson in bearing hardness? For weeks she lay on the brick bed in her home at Lingchang. A wonder to her family and neighbors. What was the secret of the change? She had left them with the horror and dread of death upon her face. She returned with her face shining with joy and openly stating she no longer feared death, although she knew her days were few. She seemed happy and in peace. The hymn sheet was always in her hand, and when asked why she was not afraid to die, she would point silently to the second verse of the hymn and then chant aloud, trying to sing as she had heard others sing in the hospital. But though the tune she sang could not have been recognized, it sounded sweet in the ears of one who heard. Over and over that second verse was repeated, for it contained that which was the hope of her soul. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Then the day came when, according to Chinese custom, neighbors and friends crowded into the chamber of death to see the end. As long as she had breath, she urged her husband to go to the mission and learn the gospel. She begged that none might go to her grave to weep, for she said, I will not be there. I will be in heaven. When the last moments came, her face was illuminated with joy, and she raised her hands, as if to welcome someone as she passed away. The effect of this deathbed scene was truly remarkable. Mr. Chang, her husband, her only son and daughter, and son's wife, immediately became Christians. A quarrel which had separated Mr. Chang and his eldest brother for ten years was made up and this brother became an earnest Christian. Only a few months passed when a time of severe testing came to this family. The son's wife was taken ill and died. During her illness and at her death, 
she witnessed as wonderful testimony to the Christian's hope as her mother-in-law. The neighbors on the east side of the Chang's homestead were a large influential family named Fan. The younger Mrs. Fan's deathbed scene so touched one of the young men of this family that he determined to break away from the heathenism of his home and become a follower of Christ. His soul became so on fire for the Lord that he influenced many in his family until they were on the point of turning away from their heathenism. It was at this juncture that my husband and I began an aggressive evangelistic campaign in this town near their home, and great hopes were felt that the entire family would become Christian. When, as in the case of Dr. Dwan, see, as silver is refined, a series of events so terrorized the family that for over a year they refused to believe but that the gods were fighting against them for changing their belief. And is it any wonder? Almost immediately after young Mr. Fan became a Christian, one calamity after another came upon the family, till the climax was reached when one of the younger sons, about fourteen years old, went to visit a relative some ten miles distant. He never reached their home, but disappeared and was never heard of again. A little later, another son, who had become a seeker after Christ, went to the mission hall apparently well, was taken suddenly ill, and before even a neighbor could be called, passed away. But in spite of these things, which to the heathen people of Lingchang were certain proofs of the power of the gods to take revenge, young Mr. Fan stood true, and within a year had won back several of his family. From this time the church grew in Lingchang. Within a few years, a nice Christian church and schoolhouse was erected by the Christians within sight of the fans' home, the evangelist in charge also being supported by themselves. Some years later, it was the writer's privilege to assist her husband in a series of special meetings held in this little Lingchang church, which during the ten days of the mission was filled to its utmost capacity. Not soon could one forget the scenes of those days when one after another consecrated himself afresh to the Lord. Two cases stand out prominently. One was of a wealthy landowner who also was partner in a prominent business concern in Lingchang. At considerable financial loss to himself, he gave up this business to become a preacher of the gospel. The second case was that of a proud Confucian scholar who, at that time, held a position of head teacher in a government school. He also caught the vision which forced him to resign his position in order to preach the gospel. Many times during those days, as I witnessed the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of these men and women, and saw signs of the light of the gospel beginning to spread throughout the whole region, I thought of that first little seed of truth sown in the heart of the poor suffering woman as she lay in the women's hospital in Changti. End of Sketch 11. Recording by Bethesda Lilly.